0: Okay, so let us learn tonight from Lev Eliyahu or Eliyahu Lapian. We're going to learn two short pieces, but both of them are very important, very powerful. The first one is Ais Vav. This is in the Shvive Lev. Vav. Kiner Mitzvah The Pasuk says that the mitzvah is compared to a candle... And the tyra is compared to the light that comes out of the candle. What does that mean? Hamitzvah Daimelinare. Va mitzva So in a in an original understanding of this Pasuk, Belia says as follows, that the Torah, that the mitzvah is like a candle. If you can imagine in your mind a candle, that's the mitzvah. What's the light? What's the Taira r? The Taira, what tyra? If I'm wearing Tefillin, where's the Taira that's, uh, that's attached to the Tefillin? What does it mean? If the mitzvah is in there, the Taira of, so he says, it's the Taira of the mitzvah that's the r. Every mitzvah, there's the chefts of the mitzvah, there's a mezuzah, there's Tefillin, there's a sukkah, there's an esberg. And then there's all of the halachas, and all the lambdas, and all the gemaris, and all the... Piskedinim, that come out from that chefts of the mitzvah. That's the Torah R. The ner is the mitzvah. But the Torah, the R that comes out of the mitzvah is the Torah of that mitzvah. Klaymer. Im levesh If a person wears tevilin, it's not enough just to wear tevilin. He has to learn the halachas of tevilin. If you don't know the halachas of tefillin, it's like almost like you're not wearing tefillin because you don't know what you're doing. Tzitzis, Yilmaid hilchas Tzitzis. If you're wearing tzitzis, you have to know the halachas of tzitzis. V'chein kol kayayitze Ha Hamitzvah hi aner. V'tayres ha-mitzvah. The Torah of that mitzvah shal la-das heich l'kayem es prata za'ar. That's the light that emanates from the mitzvah. When you look at a mitzvah, we're not just supposed to look at the mitzvah. You're not a if you're not a, uh, a bentayra if you're not a Tamachachim, All you do is okay, fine. I'll put a you know I'll put on tefillin. You don't see anything else but the tefillin. You take a lulav and You buy lulav and esrog on main street. You shake the lulav and Is there any is there any r to that mitzvah? Where's the Tyra r in the mitzvah? It's just it's a mitzvah. It's, you did a you did a mitzvah. Not taking that away from you, but the Tairah r is only when you have the, the halachas of that heftzah, and you understand that and you learn and you enjoy it. There's a uh, there's a medrash somewhere, I think it's in, uh, on one of the Megillas. there's a medrash that says that that the um, it's talking about the chavivin so de so the medrash says that that the halachas that you learn on Yantiv are especially chaviv. Meaning if you're, if you're sitting on sukkah in your sukkah and you're learning Hilchasukkah, sukkah or you're learning uh, about a or your mesecha sukkah, whatever it is, that, that's like the wine. That's the delicious wine of the mitzvah. Same idea. It's not the same mitzvah when you just do the mitzvah as when you learn the Torah of that mitzvah remember when I was in Kol in Eretz Israel as a bacher, so I, um there was a, we had a few roommates, and one of the roommates, we were cheshed that he wasn't putting on tefillin. He was going through a stage in his life, his family was having problems, anyway, they, um you know, we didn't, he like, he was asleep one minute, and then all of a sudden we'd see him a few minutes later down in the base medrash, and we didn't see him davening, so you know, we didn't know what to do, so we, what we did is to, to just to see if our hunch was right, his tefillin was, like, on, on top of his locker in the room, and so we put, like, a little cotton ball on top of his tefillin, and that cotton ball did not move for days, 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 maybe weeks. And we were concerned, like, you know, how could a Ben not put on tefillin just for a few minutes or something? So we didn't know what to do. It can't, like, it can't go and, like, you know, tell somebody to his face that we know that you're not putting on tefillin every day. It's... Quite embarrassing. So we went to like a very chash of a Tamil chacham, an avrich in the yeshiva. like a, a real, you know, massive Tamil chacham and a very smart person. So we, we, we posed the question to him, like what should we do? How do we, how do we try to get him to start learning, to start, to start wearing his tefillin again without embarrassing him? He says, Pashat, he says, you make a seder with him and a chacham, Say that you want to, you know, you want to learn. Okay, what do you want to learn? I don't know, what do you want to learn? it? You, you want to learn Hilchus Tefillin. And once you learn Hilchus Tefillin with him, then it's going to be Meishechem to, to do the Mitzvah Tefillin. It's ridiculous to learn Hilchus Tefillin and not, not put on Tefillin. And that's exactly what we did. We learned the Tefillin. Sure enough, like the next day, the cotton ball was off the Tefillin bag and he was uh, he's putting on Tefillin. Today, he's, uh, he's a Cheshavar Rebbe somewhere. I met him a couple of years back and he's like a nice family. Everything is good. Baruch Hashem ha'ra. But by there's a relationship between the cheftza of mitzvahs that we do, and the Torah the that's behind it. That's why it is, there is a yaifi to learning. Uh, you can learn anything in the Sukkah. You can learn Kedushan in the Sukkah, and that you should. But there's a special yaifi when you're learning whatever it is. You're learning one of uh, Rav you know Sarim on, on Sukkah, or you learn... Uh, I always like learning... Um, um, What's what's Ratziv Hasselfranks? Uh, uh, no, that's uh, what the, Quake, uh, the, Quake, uh, the I used to enjoy learning that on It's like it brings out the Yantiv when you learn the Lamedes and the beautiful Sh'tukoch about Yantiv or Ma'edim from Sternbach, There's just a special yaifi to learning the Halachas of the Yantiv and the Dinim of the Yantiv and the, and the, you know all the beautiful Taira of the Yantiv on the Yantiv itself. And that's, that's what he says in the Peshan mitzvah v'tairah. the Spaz. The Taira that comes out from that Mitzvah is the R of that Mitzvah. Okay, let's see one. More. This is one of my favorites. I've been quoting this for many years. Chazal, Avraham Avinu Tikein Tfilah Shachris. We know the Gemara that Avraham Avinu is sakein Shachris. Yitzra Avinu Tikein Tfilah Mincha. The Yaakov Avinu Tikein Tfilah so each of them were mesakain their own tfila. So, what does it mean, tikain? Tikain means to establish, but really, um, tikain means to, to fix, like litakain. If you want to fix something that's broken, or you want to. Uh, so, that's called tikun. So, listen to what he says. That's such a beautiful idea. He says, Lema daver daimet. What is this similar to? What what is what what is this that Avraham was mesakin for the telephone as Before the telephone was invented, so it was it wasn't even a fantasy for a person to be able to to speak to somebody somebody on the other side of the world. You could pick up a phone over here and speak to somebody in Eretz Yisrael, it it, that wasn't shayef, It just simply because it, it didn't exist yet. Even after somebody came up with the idea, who invented the phone? Alexander Graham Bell? Was, did, he, did he So, so um, after he invented it, it's still, just because you invent something doesn't mean they can actually use it yet. What needed to be done, if you read up on it, it's on, on a fascinating um, story, how they were able to, to um, how were they able to connect the world with phones. Today, everything is wireless. We don't even understand what you need this whole thing for. But before wireless was a thing, back when, whenever the telephone was invented, I think the early 1900s, so they literally had to wire the entire world. Think about it. Like still today, you have telephone poles, and there are those you know, wires that are, that are dangling from pole to pole. And uh, it's funny. Today I was driving home, and on my corner there was a truck that smashed into like I don't know. Something must have like crazy spun out of control. Maybe the truck spun out of control, and it it ripped down all of the all the telephone wires, and everything is like torn down. So that people, I don't I don't have a landline anymore. We just have cell phones. But so but people are complaining they can't have they don't have a. They have no phone. There's no landlines right now. It knocked everything down, and there's no. Uh, some people didn't have internet either from it. But in order to connect, you know, anywhere from New York to Chicago, from Chicago to Tennessee, from Tennessee to California, think about how much wires needed to be. It's like billions and trillions of miles of wire. It's not just a straight line across an You have to mamish wire every single block. In every community throughout the entire country, and then you got to run cables underneath the oceans. Imagine how you somebody had to like go and like I don't know how they must have insulated them somehow and dropped them to the bottom of the sea. I don't know, but there was there's wires that are going across the Atlantic, across the Pacific. It's it's an unbelievable investment that that must have taken, and and, and all the manpower that must have been put into, just putting up telephone poles, you know, happy those things are, and putting them in the ground, then wiring, it's crazy. It's mamish crazy what they had to do in order to, uh, to go through this whole process. And before this was done, nobody could talk to one another. But once they invented it, and now the machine was invented, and they strung up all those you know, millions, hundreds of millions of miles of wires all, all around the world. Anyone, even a young child, to pick up the receiver and to speak to somebody else—that's an incredible thing. Before somebody invented this, you couldn't speak to anybody. Yet, you, you know, the Chavetz Chaim used to say that every Invention is a mussar Every one of these new innovations were, was a mussar He said, "From the he says from, from the telegram." I don't even know if anyone here knows what a telegram is. When I was when I was young, believe it or not, you know there was uh, we sometimes we'd use telegrams. My father had a tele, telex machine that he would send telegrams from the house, and um, anyway, but you generally people have to go to the post office and you have them, like, send a, a message to another post office, and you paid by the word. Every word you have to pay, so you have to be very, very um, economical with your words. You can't just, like, write a homogilla, because you're, you're paying, let's say, a dollar a word. So if you see any old telegrams, it's, like, very Bikitsa. Like, they would, like, you know, combine words, and, and you have to write, and, like, a pe- there's no period. So you, there, there would be a word, stop. And then you continue, and you see like during the war, like the Varat sent these emails from, to the Brisker Rav. From, it's very, very interesting, but you pay for the words. So the Chavetz Times is from the telegram, which is also a wild invention, you learn that you have, you're going to have to pay for every word that you say. Every word has a price. And he said that from a telephone, you learn that what you say over here is heard somewhere else. You think you're speaking Hara and no one's hearing it, you're just, just between the two of us. But everything that you speak over here could be heard anywhere else in the world. That teaches you, you know, how the power of speech and how how it's heard in Shamayim. It's it's probably gonna be heard even down here, because people and people are gonna start spreading the rumors, the gossip, whatever you're you're talking about, it spreads as well. So this is you know, when you're, when you, uh, so this is a brand new invention, you're able, everyone could just pick up the, but it's only after it was misukah, and after it was fixed, then it becomes an easy thing to be able to communicate. But until it was fixed, it was impossible. So, Rebelli Lapian says, Kamei Kaidama kaidam before the avis came along, lo yadu heich miskashrim b'tfila People didn't know. It wasn't, it's like before a telephone. Like imagine, you know, you speak to, you're talking to, have, there's a conversation between two people before the telephone was invented. And you say, hey, did you speak to Chaim? Um, Chaim? Chaim's in Eretz Yisrael. How would I speak to Chaim? Chaim is uh, 6,000 miles away. That's how the conversation would go. After there was a telephone that was invented, after the whole world was wired... Now you can already, you know, have a conversation. Did you speak to Chaim? Yeah, I spoke to Chaim last week. That's exactly what happened with tefillah. Before the Abbas came along, it wasn't Shaya. People didn't didn't understand what that means even. I'm going to speak over here, and Hashem, you know, who's so many, you know, billions of miles away in Shemayim, he's going to hear me. I'm talking over here, he's going to hear me. They didn't even understand that concept of tefillah. But after the others were masaking tefillah, when they were misaking the tefillah, that means that not just that they established fila, they were masaking it. They, they wired tefillah. They were they they arranged the whole tefillah. They sort of w- created the wiring from Shamaim to arutz and from arutz back to Shamaim, Everything was set up. Everything was made and. And and established by the aves, yachal yasher darket filas As soon as that happened, now everybody could just open up a sitter, just like we can pick up a phone and start talking to some. There's a dial tone. There's a dial tone of tefillah also. You don't realize it because you know because it's it's hard to to picture sometimes. And I'm able to daven and Hashem hears me in Shemayim. But it was only because the others were mishak in this. When Avraham Avinu was mishak in I it didn't mean that, okay, Hebra, there's going to be something called Shachris. He literally connected Shemayim and Aretz that now when you open up your sitter and you daven in, in the morning, there's a dial tone, and there's all of a sudden you can start talking, dialing in, and you'll be able to reach Hashem. And Hashem, for his part, is listening, and he's going to, be able to respond. All because Avraham was Kaveh Shachris. And Mincha was the same thing. Yitzchak was Misakin Mincha. He can, before that, Avraham just really was, he might have personally Davened Mincha, ma, but he didn't. He wasn't Misakin it for the world. Yitzchak came and as Misakin for the whole world that every Yid could open up a sitter in the middle of the day, start Davening Mincha and again, the Abishta is listening to it. And Yaakov did the same thing for Mayrev. So the Avis, it wasn't just like the Avis decided it would be a good idea. The Avis laid the groundwork for these Tfilas. Whatever we have today is beschus Avis. When we're able to daven, like I mentioned, we feel like that. sometimes we're able to tap into that dial tone, feel the connection. That's because the Avis went and they did all of that work to connect, to create these channels, these... These pipelines between Shemayim and Arutz for these three unique tefillos. You know, it's obviously very, very near Rosh Hashanah, and the main Avedah of Rosh Hashanah, and definitely in Kippur, is tefillah. Tefillah is really the uh, the primary uh, Aveda so We have shayfar, but. Besides for the Shaifer, we really, the, the, the main thing that we have is our makhlerim on Rosh Hashanah Kippur. It's the main thing. There's nothing really else but connecting, communicating with the rabbi Nishayim. There's a mice with a stipler. The stipler was once walking in the streets of B'nei Brak on Rosh Hashanah morning. And he saw this child carrying like a, what appeared to be a gemara. It was like a big safer. And the stipler stops him. I don't, He didn't know who he was. But he stops him, and he says, uh, you know, "Yingle, uh, today's not a day for learning. You know, are schlepping a Gemara. He says, today's not a day for... Today's a day of tefillah. You take your machz, you don't take a big... So this boy showed the stipler, the stipler couldn't see so well, and he, we know he couldn't hear, but he couldn't see so well. Um, and he showed him that it was a... He said, this is my grandfather's machzor. He had a, like a, a machzor for schlech like a very big-sized machzor, because his grandfather couldn't see. Easily. So, and the stipler felt terrible that he was that he was, it was a Gemara instead of a Machser. So he asked him for his. He says, How old are you? He says, I'm 11. He says, What's your name? Where do you live? He told him. And then a year and a half later, when he turned bar mitzvah, into the bar mitzvah walks the stipler. You can imagine the simcha that the parents had having the stipler at the, at the bar mitzvah. And they said, what do what we owe the, the covet of the type of being here? So he told the story, he says, I was waiting, you know, caught in his lab by mechilo, he's not able to be my chalme. I was mevay I was chay shebek I need his mechilo, so I waited until he turned bar mitzvah to come, and to come to his bar mitzvah, and to be with him, and to ask him for mechilo. But what we see from the story is that the main avaida of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is tefillah. It's not a day of learning, it's not a day that we try to, you know, daven up things really quickly so we get back to Seder. It's a day that the whole mahuṣ of the day is tefillah. And, and so we have to really, you know, if we would be really, really good, we would, like, take time before Rosh Hashanah and, like, get a good machzer if you don't have one already. And like and and read some of the I don't know if you have to read the whole machzor, but some of the highlights of the machzor at least just to get a little bit used to you know the nusach of what we're going to be davening, all those uh, the special tefillos of uh, achein tein the achein sadikim, that we're going to daven Rosh and Yom Kippur, and of course the HaMalach and all the beautiful piyutim and the um, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is full of just beauty. It's just a... but it's really a day of communicating with the Rabbanu Islam. The, the, the question that remains is what exactly are we davening for Rosh Hashanah? What are we supposed to be davening for? Yim Kippur is a day that's more, a little bit more obvious. There's Viduyim. So we, we know that it's a day of Kapara. We have to be misvad. We have to confess our and, and, and cry to the Rabbanu Islam that we should be atoned for. Rosh Hashanah is a day that's a little bit in the middle. Like it's not really a day. It's not. It's we're not supposed to. We have no Viduyim, obviously. Rosh Hashanah. There's no avina right in Rosh Hashanah. Um, no, we do have avina malkenos Rosh Hashanah. Just not on Shabbos this year. We're not going to have on the first day of Shabbos. Avina itself is a chiddush. Why we have avina Because we're not really supposed to ask for on uh, on Rosh Hashanah. But yet. We do have, we do have a certain vidui in the in the which is a whole discussion. But what's the main thing that we're davening for Rosh Hashanah? So, the pasuk is that we daven to have a good year. Right? We want, we all want to have a good year. We want, we want to have health. We want to have happiness. We have tzlacha and parnasla, and you know whatever the many things that we, we're davening for. It makes sense that this is a time, if this is when Sivir Echem is Mesem is P'such HaMofanav, if all the books are open, our whole fate hangs in the balance. So the obvious thing to daven for is I want to, you know, give, give me. But the the HaKadoshim write that it's really not appropriate to do that. I think it's either a Zayah or an Arizal that says that if a person... Has that attitude that you go into Rosh Hashanah? And you just like and you say, have, have. He says you're like a like a kelv. He says like a dog. Basically, a dog is just like you know you know always scratching, always like you know on his hind legs, asking, asking, give me give me meat, give me this, give me that. You know that's that's not the posture that a yid should be in on Rosh Hashanah. It's not appropriate. You're just you're begging for your sustenance. You're being mamloch Hakadosh a melech. So there's nothing better that. So what should you be? What, what do the Saram say to, to be mispallowed for? So they say that you should primarily be mispallowed, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's should once again return to its proper place. Right now the Shechina is Begolusa, the Shechina is, is in exile. When we went into exile, the Shechina came with us, Kiyaduah. And because of that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in a very Kaviach, and a very low matzav. And it's, it's appalling that HaKadosh Baruch should not be on his regular kisei in, in, in the appropriate place. So we have to like commiserate with the rebellion. this is a day that he's, he's the Melech, but yet he's a Melech in exile. He's a king in exile. So imagine like you're carnating a king and you find that the king isn't even in his palace on his throne. He's, uh, he's somewhere wandering somewhere. It's sad. So Rosh Hashanah has a tinge of like, of like, where's the rabbi nisham? Like, we're being, he's the Melech HaKaleilam, we're being Mamlechim as the Melech, we're proclaiming him, and we're blowing Shafer, one of the Kavanah says to be Mamlech, a Melech, he used Shefers, he used trumpets, and yet, and we say, HaMelech HaKadosh, HaMelech HaMishpat, everything is a melech, but yet, the, but his Shechina is not, is, is not where it should be, it's not in the royal palace, it's, it's out, it's, it's Begal and that's really if you read the Tvila, if you read the Nisukatvilah that's really what we're saying. You know, we say, pachto you know, we're asking like futuristically for the going forward, Hashem, you know, again, you should be Mamluch yourself, That we're really dominating that someday you should once again be mamlok yourself publicly as the king, and everybody. the kal pol Every creature will know that you created. Right now, who knows? You know, go do a man on the street interview. Find out. Like people don't aren't of the rabbi Shalom, except for klal yisrael. Most people aren't. They're not. Good. Everything is me. Everything is and simyadi, and they. You know, it's a godless world. People are. You know, doing crazy stuff, and you know, and uh, and. So it's a, uh, you, have to, you have to daven for the rabbi Shalom. That's the main mahus of, of the tefillah. The Bali say that that's true. That's the primary thrust is davening for HaKadosh Baruch And if you just read the English translation of most of the tefillahs, that's really what you're, the takeaway is, that you see that there's a hope for the future. But right now, it's lacking. HaKadosh Baruch is malchus. But he said, but the the svarim, the sifrei musar say that at the same time, if you go through your whole shemunah and you don't daven for your personal needs a little bit, for that it should be a good year for us. That's like a like a little bit of a chesaron in, in a munah of the of the kayach of the day. I mean, if you know that, if you know, let's say you bump into the king and you know that, and you have so many needs, and the king is here and you don't and you don't ask him for something that you really really need. So then that's also like a, a little bit of a prissus of a, of in the malchus. Part of the malchus is ask. It's Rosh Hashanah. Everything is hanging in the balance. Hashem is deciding your fate for X, Y, and Z. So ask him for X, Y, and Z. So basically what the, the Muslim sfarim say is that the primary thrust should be for the rabbi Yisraelim. That's the main thing. If, when you daven and cry for the rabbi Yisraelim, and 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 sing for the Raishaman and and try to s- hope for the Nishayim that in the f- near future everything will be reinstated, but at the same time, you can also slip in between the you know be- between when you have opportunity to also ask for your personal for your personal bakashas. Just to end with one you from the the evram says that if you notice. On Roshani Yom Kippur, those Uvechein's all start with the word Uvechein. Uvechein ten sadikim, Uvechein tzadikim, Uvechein, all these are Uvechein. Where, where do you get from Uvechein? So he says that in Megillus Esther it says, Uvechein avey ala melech kadas. Esther said, I'm afraid you know, I should go before the king. You want me to go before the king, Mardachai? I'm going to go in front of the king in an inappropriate time and he's going to kill me. So when we say Uvechein, Uvechein is a Lushen that should bring up memories of going before the king. The Uvechein is Uvachain of El melech, Because that's exactly what we're doing. We're davening to the Rabban on Rosh Hashanah. We're literally going and entering the portals of the palace and davening in front of the Rav Elishalim. Now, we're doing that by Meyer Bolsa tonight. It's not something that's, uh, you know, that, that's, that we don't do, it, but, but on Rosh Hashanah, it's very palpable. The Melech is mamish. If the Melech is in the Sada during Elul, on Rosh Hashanah, he's mamish. You could feel the Shekhinah in the room if you're davening right. And so it's, a, it's especially a concentrated form of, of being Ayman Lufnei Malach, where reminds us that we're standing in front of the king the others were are They 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 prepared for us all the the piping in order for us to be able to just open up our machzer and immediately tapped into the rabbanu and and we could ask for anything that we want. The alkulam we should be asking that Hakadosh Baruch should bring mashiach so that he can come back to Yushalayim and the tzaddikim could be there with him and and we could all once again come into the into the azara and and, and do our avaida etc. But it's a, it's a tremendous opportunity. Rosh Hashanah is a tremendous opportunity for us to just be able to stand in shul, stand in yeshiva, and open the machzer, and just talk to the Rabbi Shalom like we perhaps don't do throughout the entire year. This is the time that we have to focus. We have to just, you know, put all of our kavanas into our tefilas. And emits HaShem, all of our tefilas kabel, rachamim uvaratzin.